It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, there's always tomorrow. Um, it's still only one loss. I'm just trying to think of all the, like the cliche things that people usually say after you get blown out in baseball. Let's see if we can find 30 minutes worth all today on Locked On Tigers. You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, June 29th, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account. Use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All righty. Well, the Detroit Tigers lose on Wednesday evening by a score of 10 to 2. Ah, golly. <laughs> what a ball game, eh? Um, so, full disclosure, I missed the first few innings of this game because I was at the Red Wings draft party. Red Wings uh, first round of the NHL draft was on Wednesday night. Uh, Brian and I over at Lockdown Red Wings had a had a great time and and the picks and everything we talk about on on that show. Um, so I get home and it's it's still early ish in the game, but it's the middle of the game, and I sat down and rewatched Joey Wentz's like outing because like. You know, that's my job. I want to know what I'm talking about. I want to be informed. I just want to look at the the box score and, and, and whatnot. And as I'm sitting there, just watching the ball get hit all over the yard, I, I just, I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? 10 to 2. Let, let's let's get into some analysis here. Let's actually talk about what made this game not go very well. Um, I guess we got to start with the offense. I did not – this is totally my own fault, and I realized it after I had uploaded yesterday's show uh, that I did not – really, to be completely honest, I did not, like, <laughs> harp on the offense enough yesterday – uh, I, I realized I wanted to say a lot more about how disappointed I was in the offensive performance on yesterday's game. Well, two days ago, as you're listening to this game, two of this series, and I didn't. And I talked a lot about the pitching and, and, you know, like ease up on the bullpen. It's not all like their fault, whatever. And I, I didn't harp on the offense nearly as much as I wanted to. And then this game happened and I'm realizing I have a perfect opportunity to just do just that. Um, they were absolutely dreadful in this baseball game. Two runs, five hits. The two runs came on a Kerry Carpenter home run in the ninth inning when it was ten to nothing. It's like I saw a few people tweet it out, so it's not like I it's not an original thought I had. But 
um, like the the Chris Paul meme where he's like Chris Paul hits a huge three to cut the lead down to forty seven or whatever the meme is, right? Like that's what it felt. Like. It was like all right, like Kerry Carpenter, that's great. Continues to do Kerry Carpenter, you know, stuff that that's awesome. Um, but geez, <laughs> not sure I've ever seen a, a less meaningful home run, uh, at least in a very long time. But uh, yeah, the offense was was putrid in this ball game. Everyone outside of Zach McKinstry, and then again, one swing from Kerry Carpenter in the ninth, might as well just not have showed up. Um, and for those of you who have been listening for really any amount of time, I, I'm pretty vocal about how how much I appreciate and look for this style of offense. But like we had zero walks in this ball game. He, Dane Dunning had ten strikeouts, zero walks, none, less than one. So the what we had five hits. The five hits you had were were the only base runners you had in the entire ball game. Just the the approach in this game was was really remarkably bad. There was because there really it seemed like there was none. Uh, every single at bat, and like he ended with ten Ks again, but like ten Ks in a in in a complete well just about complete game, right? Eight and two thirds, ten strikeouts when you're going almost complete game is like not anything like ridiculous, right? That you know, a ten K per nine, that's that's solid. That that's really good. I'm not trying to say it's not good, but you know, it's not like he went out there and threw like an eighteen or nineteen strikeout game or anything like that. This was a game of soft contact and weak contact and uncompetitive outs. And and it just felt like every single hitter on this team went up there and everything was either a pop-out that they were late on, right? So if they were a righty, it was a pop-out to right field. Um, and Or a routine ground ball to second base or shortstop. And like not hard hit whatsoever. Very little hard contact in this ballgame. Not any deep fly balls. Just like cans of corn to the outfield. And again, like batting practice routine ground balls to a middle infielder. That that was the entire ball game. Really, it, for everybody except Javi Baez, who was responsible for three strikeouts of that of those ten. And look, Dane Dunning is is good, and Dane Dunning deserves a ton of credit for how he has pitched this season and the improvements that he has taken over the last two seasons. I think there's been some legitimate strides there, obviously that trade a while back. Um, But this was, it's still infuriating to watch like a pitch to weak contact pitcher, just dice your lineup. And again, 10 K's not, I'm truly not trying to take anything away from this dude. He spun it like crazy. He was great, but he he threw 35%, not but, and, I'm not trying to, again, not trying to take anything away, not but. He threw 35% sinkers, and they just all missed the barrel. All of them. The average exit velocity uh, against the sinker was 84 and a half miles an hour. It had zero whiffs. Zero. But it got put in play nine times. 
Just all slow routine grounders. And then he he the really the fascinating thing, I wish more pitchers would do this. This is like one of my favorite uh pitch sequences. That's the phrase. I love when pitchers have a cutter and a slider. I love it. I think that's so fascinating to me because most of the time uh, within your development, you're taught or told to do one or the other. Oh, you want that cutter that moves a little bit or, oh, you want that slider that moves a little bit more left to right. Well, depending on your handness. So the fact that he has both, I think is awesome. Like truly, I, I think that is so cool. And the slider had eight whiffs on it. The cutter had zero, but the cutter had an average exit velocity against of 86.4 miles an hour, right? So just completely, that's one of those weird things. We talk all the time about how the the Tigers offense has struggled a lot with uh, tunneling low fastballs and low changeups, right? That tunneling, that sequence, the Tigers hitters act like they've never seen it before in their entire lives. Um, even though it's like very basic, like tunneling, like that's one of the first tunneling sequences you learn. Um, this game, when you have the slider and the cutter, you're kind of able to do that to the outside part of the plate to, well, depending, you're able to do that to the glove side of the plate. I'll put it that way. Right. You're able to go, okay, here's a cutter. That's going to maybe paint the outside corner. Now here's a slider. You think it's the cutter and then you look like a fool, right? So I really enjoyed watching Dane Dunning pitch. Uh, even, I mean, it was against my baseball team. He absolutely diced you. Uh, but he's he's been really, really good this year. Seven and one with a two six nine ERA after this outing. So props to him for executing a game plan. The Tigers offense just did not have one. There was no game plan. It was it really it felt like it was go up there and hope for the best. Um a lot of swinging early in counts. No counts really worked whatsoever. Uh again, zero walks. Didn't really even threaten to walk too terribly often. All just routine balls put in play. Lifeless, lifeless, lifeless offense on display. Really, really brutal. Um, Okay, let's talk about... What do you want to go to next? What's on the itinerary? Joey Wentz, sure. Let's talk about Joey Wentz, rather, right after I tell you all about our friends over at Game Time. Game time is the definition of clutch because you can forget planning months in advance. They have deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee also means you'll get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're all set. And tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress at game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, everybody, welcome back to your segment two of Locked on Tigers. I appreciate y'all 
for tuning in, even after a 10 to 2 loss. If you're still tuning in today, I greatly, greatly appreciate you. Uh, shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every single day. I appreciate y'all more than you know. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow recapping the series finale against these Texas Rangers. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say about the offense. I thought McKinstry put together decent at-bats. He was really the only person. OPS back above 700, that's great. Javi was dreadful. Defensively, offensively, it doesn't matter. 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. OPS of 590 on the year. Eric Haas 0 for 584 OPS on the year. Tyler Nevin, your first baseman, 0 for 3 with a 409 OPS on the year. His OP, he's like a, an 0 for again away from having an OPS under 400. That dude was prioritized over our top prospects. Zach Short, 0 for 3. Down to 691 OPS. Uh, Marisnik, 500 OPS. This was your starting lineup in this game. How unbelievably embarrassing. Uh, I, I think that's it. I don't even want to talk about this offense anymore. So l- I guess let's talk. Oh, well, to Spencer Torkelson. That's the last thing I wanted to mention, actually. Didn't play. Uh, this was a scheduled off day that's been in the making for days. So... Uh, there were some people that were like, oh, he's been awful. And then whatever, like he homered and now we're benching him again. And like, I, I understand the frustration there. And we've talked about my frustrations with some of the hinge lineups, but this is not, I, I didn't take any offense to this at all. Like this was a scheduled day off and he's still like, yes, he hit the homer, but he still hasn't been good lately. And uh, th- this was going to be a day off. They, they had been planning this for a while. He said it in the post game presser right after the game, like this was always going to be an off day. So not a big deal. Tyler Nevin being his replacement, a big deal, but uh, I digress. Um, let's talk about Joey Wentz, who started this game. His final line would be four and two-thirds, nine hits, six runs, four earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts, two home runs against. His ERA is now up to six, seven, eight on the year. Um, this one's tough because it's just it, – it, it's really frustrating – because there isn't a clear replacement for him. Now, that is not me saying that at this point, I don't encourage the move of sending him to AAA. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of done. And, and look, like I, I feel like I was, was extremely patient with Joey Wentz throughout this season. Uh, even on some of his really bad starts, there were still, like I was talking about some signs of hope. There were still some at bats that you could like point out in pretty much every single start where you're like, if he just did that consistently, like this is a good pitcher. Um, but at at this point it is consistently hard of the plate. I've used this example before, but like, if you break the strike zone down into nine squares, right? nine squares, three by three grid. It just feels like every single pitch is in grid. What is that? Five is in square. One, two, three, four, five is in square five, (laughs) right? Like right over the heart of the plate. So many cutters in this game, just absolutely blasted. So many fastballs in this game, absolutely blasted. I want to read some stats about the cutter because the cutter was the the pitch that after his injury, 
He developed it in the minors and then his entire trajectory changed. And like he was doing really well in the minors. And then he came up in September of last year and had a sub two ERA like across the entire month of September and four or five starts. We were all like, wow, like this is actually like this adding a cutter to his repertoire has been a really good sign. Um, The cutter in this game. Okay, he threw it 32 times, not ex- not like only, you know, five or six or 10 or 50, like 32 times. It was his second most thrown pitch. The fastball was the most run at 33. So it was basically like just about tied for his most thrown pitch on the night. It had four swings and misses. Okay. And if you look at there's plate discipline, plate discipline stats. Okay, so we have. The amount of times it was thrown in the strike zone, the amount of times it was swung at inside the strike zone, the amount of times it was made contact with when it was thrown inside the strike zone, right? It had a 100% Z zone percentage. What that means is that every single time the cutter was in the strike zone, the batter swung at it. Okay. Now. His Z contact percentage on the cutter was 100, which means that every single time the cutter was thrown in the strike zone, it was swung at and it was made contact with. Now, he didn't only throw it in the strike zone. Uh, He actually only threw it in the strike zone 28% of the time. So (laughs) there you go. Uh, There was a lot of cutters that weren't in the zone, but the ones that were literally every single one was hit and it had an average exit velocity of 103.8 miles an hour on five balls put in play. Five cutters put in play an average exit velo of almost 104 miles an hour. The average, The softest ball hit off of the cutter was 96 miles an hour. If those numbers I just read to you don't mean anything to you, that's totally fine. I I just, you know, I I was being a nerd there, but shout out to to all the other people that, that do, you know, read numbers like that. That's totally fine. But just understand that it was not fooling anybody. And when going through what he has done in this season, the only time, I mean, was it a couple of starts ago? He had like a, a a decent outing and he didn't throw the cutter very often, you know, 15 times or whatever, but it wasn't like he was throwing it 30, 35 times. It just consistently goes back to command. Like, and I know that's such a like easy thing to say, but there is no further analysis because nothing will change until he stops throwing the ball right over the heart of the plate. There isn't there. Like I just read to you some, some crazy, like dorky stats. I, those don't, those mean the same thing, right? Those mean the exact same thing that I just laid out. Everything is middle, middle. So, or just like way out of the strike zone and not even really too competitive. Again, he did have four whiffs on the cutter in this game. He has shown the ability to throw it on the outside part of the play, throw it glove side and get some whiffs on it, but not nearly consistently enough. And the fastball was hit all over the yard. The changeup didn't really fool a, a ton of people. I, I'd like to see the curveball thrown more, but like that's whatever. That's honestly just besides the point. 
the big conversation with Joey Wentz is now what do you do with him? Because I, I think it's a disservice to everybody to continue rolling him out there. I genuinely do. Um, but I don't know what you do. If Scooble, he just made his fifth rehab start. If Scooble's coming back, then there you go. You you can replace Scooble or replace Wentz with Scooble. However, I think then you'd still be doing a bullpen day. Like you, you're, and we'll get to the bullpen in a second. Like Garrett Hill had to pitch two innings in this game and he got rocked. Garrett Hill was recalled before the game, by the way, and was sent down for. Um, I can't, I tried to say his last name yesterday. It didn't go very well. Who He made one appearance then was sent down to AAA. Garrett Hill, he's just like, he's not a major league pitcher right now. And I hope that he can, he can develop into one still very much so, but he's just not. Just very, very inconsistent command stuff that is not really swing and miss inducing. When he's at his best, which is when he's filling the strike zone, he has the ability to get some weak contact, but just uh, there's just no consistent command coming out of the pen for Garrett Hill. That's one where truly everything is either over the heart of the plate or way out of the strike zone. He had three walks in two innings and four hits in two innings. Just not a, not a major league pitcher on June 28th, 2023. And to hand off from Joey Wentz, who's pretty much doing that, then to a reliever who for the next two innings is going to do the same thing, is brutal. But you needed, you desperately needed to give the entire bullpen a night off. And now you're going in, like they really punted the game. Let's talk about it after this. Okay, let's, let's, I'll talk about the kind of the strategy behind all of this. We'll, we'll do that right after this. New game day shirt, boom, cash back. Food for the tailgate, boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. All right, welcome back, everybody. Third and final segment here, Locked On Tigers. So they they really did. I, I don't like saying that anybody ever like truly just like gives up on a game. But if you throw a position player out there, you you are okay. That's uh, pretty to me in my eyes. Jonathan Scope pitched in this ball game. They had zero intent on winning by by the time he was on the mound. Obviously, um, Garrett Hill entering this game to me was the white flag, to be honest, that, that was the surrender. And, and like you were down what six, nothing at the time. And your offense outside of Zach McKinstry was nearly getting no hit. Like, I get it. I'm not saying it was the wrong thing to do, but that's what they did. And that's why they recalled Garrett Hill because they were going to like, okay, well we need innings from somebody to give everybody else in this bullpen a break. So the bullpen hasn't been good lately really at all but 
they're unbelievably taxed over the last week and a half. Bullpen games left and right. It seems like we have like three a week. That's ridiculously not sustainable, which is also a, a sentence in the English language. But like, it, it, it's just, this was, dare I say, inevitable. If Joey Wentz, whoever was out there, but if Joey Wentz was going to get rocked, it was always going to be Garrett Hill just to give everybody a breather. And then Jonathan Scope, obviously, is the definition of giving everybody a breather. So now you go into the finale with a relatively rested bullpen, right? Lang hasn't been used in three days. Foley hasn't been used in two days. Uh, Cisnero hasn't been used in three days. Uh, you know what I mean? You, you got you got some names you can use in the finale now. Okay, so we're we're not going to have that excuse unless the unless the start unless Reese Olsen goes two innings. Knock on wood, goodness, right? You you should have most of your bullpen ready to go, and believe it or not, the cliches the cliches I said at the beginning are true. It is just one loss. And you have the ability to go out there, fully healthy bullpen. I mean, you're going to have to put up runs. The offense is going to have to not be awful, which it's been pretty much this entire series. Well, game one, you scored seven. So that's not fair. The last two games has been not good. Three runs, two runs. So you're putting yourself in a position to still have a chance of splitting a series against a much better team. And that just seems like the entire season for the Tigers this year is like you turn around and you go, well, we're a win away still. Like the last two days have been awful, awful, awful. And yet we're a win away from splitting against a first place team. And like, I'm not saying they're going to win, right? Odds are pretty good they're not. But you can go take two, <laughs> you can go take two in a four-game set from a team that's way better than you and is going to be in the playoffs and, and is a first-place team in their division and is one of the best offenses in baseball. You are set up to at least be competitive and make a run at that on Thursday because you punted on Wednesday, to be honest. And that, yeah, that feels like the whole season. You look around and you go, wow, we're what, 10, 11 games under 500? Oh, you're four and a half out of first place? <laughs> right, for sure, dude. For sure, dog. This team. I want to end on a prospect update, uh, really to just drive home the point I was making. When did I freak out about the Nevin thing? Is that two episodes ago, two or three, earlier this week? Um, Tyler Nevin, as we said earlier, his OPS on the season at the major league level is now approaching 400. OPS, that's not OBP or slugging, that's OPS of 400. Um, there's a hitter in major league baseball right now who has an average of 400. Tyler Nevin's OPS is 400. Um that decision still makes zero sense to me. I still think it's absolutely preposterous. Let's take a look at what the Tigers prospects did on Wednesday. 
Okay, why not? Justin Henry Malloy, two for five, three RBIs and a walk. His OPS is now 825 on the season. Um, Nick Maton went two for four. I'm not saying you call Maton back up immediately after one game. I'm just throwing that out there as I'm reading the box scores here. Colt Keith, in his first game in AAA, his first at-bat at AAA, he hit a home run, a no-doubt home run to right field. His first AAA game, he batted fifth. He went three for four with the homer, two RBIs, and two walks. One of those was intentional. Colt Keith was intentionally walked in his first game at the AAA level. Okay? And lastly, we'll end with the player that I think should be wearing an Old English D right now instead of Tyler Nevin, and that is Parker Meadows, who went two for six with three RBIs, including a 420-foot home run off of a left-handed pitcher. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We'll be back tomorrow recapping the series finale against the Texas Rangers. Um, I, I know it's it, like this team is what it is. And I know that uh, a lot of people are still trying to hold out some hope uh, for, you know, the division or whatnot, just because of how bad it is. I'm never going to tell anybody how to be a fan ever. You, whatever makes you happy, however you take in the game, that's what truly what I, why, what I support, what I will always support. Um, but this offense needs a lot of work and, uh, Regardless of what happens, we're going to get through it. And and if you're a part of this community and this show, we'll get through it together. All right. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 